Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm all right, but um, I'm just like bristling with anticipation of the story you're going to tell. Well, I mean, it's not an amazing story, so you can't set it up like that, but it is kind of funny. Um, you want to start with that? You want to start with what we did this weekend? Well, I guess let's start with what we did this weekend. Yeah. So we played at Patty Max and O'Shea's. O'Shea's was um, James and I. Yep. and uh, I was all the way in Tennessee. So Yeah, man. Did you have a good time? I had a good time, except that is a brutal drive, man. It's 16 hours to get there. Then I was only there for two days, and then 16 hours to get back. We didn't get home till like 5 a.m. because I just refused to stop. Yeah. So I mean, you, once you get in that mode, I know the mode. You well, know, it, you, you know, just, it's funny. I was, I was telling James a story about you know, coming back and, and like, you know, every time I got to like a milestone, I was like, well, well maybe, maybe just the next town. Well, maybe just the next town. And then you get to a point where like, well, I'm only three hours from home at this point. You know? Yeah, that's what we did. When we that, came right, home. right. And that's exactly what James told Kelly. He's like, he's like, oh, so it was like being on tour. Like, he just never stops. I'm yeah, like, I can't yeah. help it, man. No, I did the exact same thing, dude. I, did, I just you, wanted to get home. Yeah, I understand. So um, what did you do when you were um, in Tennessee? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Did eat, you go over to the studio again? I, I was thinking about swinging by there. Um, For the listener, but, um, I'm talking about Sun Studios because yep. we recorded our album there, and, he, and Hector's been there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually intended on going there, but like a like a bonehead, when I left town, I forgot to bring an album with me, so I felt weird showing oh. up empty-handed. So I keep meaning to send it. I know, and I was going to bring it to him because I was literally going to be there, and I was just going to hand it to him and be like, hey, Would here's the album classy, that you engineered yeah. for us, but then I forgot to bring it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> there's a bonehead, man. <laughs> Life goes on. Um, yeah, so yeah. Then we, uh, while you were away, James and I played at O'Shea's, which was, I tell you what, we do quite a few duo gigs, and so it's no kind of statement of oh, it was really great. You weren't yeah. nothing like that. It was really good for some reason. We just sounded really good that night, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And it nice. just uh, we just managed to dial it in, and um, and James is on fire. I tell you what, James has been getting really good Dude, lately. He's been like it's those camps he goes to, man. I know. <laughs> he's it. just getting so stupid good. Yeah, he's like a legit like real life bluegrass banjo player. Yeah, for real, man. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, he's and, getting really good. And then Patty Max on Saturday. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, it thinned out a little bit at the end. Don't know why, but... um, yeah, It was Thanksgiving weekend, man. People had family in town, and other people just weren't in town, you know? So yeah. I, it was to be expected. I wasn't I wasn't surprised. No, and I was looking forward to you getting back and playing some, a show with you, and I had a good time. Yeah, it was good. It was Do you remember, good. like, I was in a weirdly good mood? Yeah, I think all of us were in a weirdly good mood that night. I don't know, man. It was, yeah. the, it was the turkey. The tri- was it trip to, trip to fan or whatever? Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> it was because they were putting the tree up, and it was like That's this whole... That's what it was. So we were like Christmas mood or yeah, like on yeah. Saturday. That's what it was. They were putting yeah. the Christmas tree up while we were playing. It felt yeah, like was, playing in someone's living room while yeah, they were weird. kind of doing Christmas weird. stuff. Yeah. All right, so cool. I got I got a little, a little quick story I got to tell oh, you, right, though. Yeah. I got a quick little story to tell you about, um, about Killbillies. So, yeah, I quit again. (laughs) Um, No. So. um, So the other day. uh, So I I guess I don't know. We'll go back a couple of months real quick. And I woke up one morning and there was all these posts on all these comments on a lot of our posts about like, hey, click here and buy this hoodie. And it was our logo. But but it wasn't us. It was somebody else. And so I was like, what the hell's going on? And come to find out later that after I did a little research that likely what it was is like one of these places, one of these, you know, hackers that they set up a bot to do that. And then 
our fans would click on it, would be like, great, uh, Kill Billy's hoodie. They'd buy it. They'd never get the merchandise. And these people now have their credit card stuff captured, plus they have their money and stuff. So um, so anyways, I had deleted all of those posts. I you know blocked that bot or whatever, that name on Facebook, whatever. So fast forward to – and so we talked about at that time, like, you know, maybe we should – uh, maybe we should um, uh, not copyright, but trademark. Maybe we should yeah. trademark the Kill Billy's name. You know, oh, right. And so fast forward, I I had started the ball rolling, but I didn't really follow up with it. I got sidetracked. There's a hundred other things going on. I just never really followed through with it. So fast forward to uh, a couple of days ago or whatever, and it happened again. We had about fifteen. Yeah, I remember. You know, I deleted a couple of them. Yeah, so I deleted like fifteen of them, and then um, and then again blocked the, the the new bot or whoever it was. You know, I blocked that one and stuff. Yeah, and it was, that that it was just, like some some lady's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a bot. It's a bot. It's yeah. and so um and so you know I, again it was the same thing. You know, click here and it, and and they they even they're even as bold and as brass as to like um like uh. Go in they, your post and like they, almost act like it's you. What well, right? Act like it's us, but then and like tag our yeah. tag our fans. So like yeah. you know, if like Kelly had commented on it, they'd be like, "Hey, Kelly, check out our new hoodie or whatever." It was yeah. like really, really brash of them. But um, so anyways, I I deleted all that stuff, or whatever, and I, it got me thinking again about the trademark, and I'm like, son of a bitch, like I really need to do that. Yeah. So I really jumped on it yesterday morning, and that's when I was texting you and I was asking you about like when did Kill Billy start up and because yeah. I needed the exact years and all that kind of stuff. So I'm putting in for all this stuff, and the way it works is you pay X dollars to this to a company. In this particular case, I used uh, Trademark Engine, which you know uh, they do not sponsor this podcast, but they were a okay with me. Yeah, um, X is a is a letter, not a number, right? Uh, you can't pay X dollars. Um, you can pay X dollars. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, I just didn't know. I don't know it. what country that's from, but, but there's an X dollar somewhere. Right. Um, but but. Uh, it was like 50 bucks or whatever it was to, to pay these guys. I think it was like $100, but Black Friday specials and all that stuff, Cyber Monday, whatever it is. So it was $50. They do an extensive search. You give them all this information. They do an extensive search, and they make sure that there's no direct hit um, on this, on these databases in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office um, of anybody who's already registered anything that's like similar to that or similar enough that it's a direct hit. Like yeah. if, if I was trademarking, you know, Apple, they would say, uh, sorry, you know, there's a direct hit. There's a company named Apple. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So I put in for Killbillies. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, there's not really the only ones I know out, that are out there are Angry Johnny and the Killbillies, but that's like a whole other like Angry Johnny and yeah. the Killbillies. And then there's that Killbillies movie, which was like some horror film, you know, yeah. a few years back or whatever. Okay, so I get up today and I get an email. Like yesterday, they sent me a couple of emails. Can you fix this? Can you do that? Whatever. And then you know, it was like little things that they needed me to update and send them. I had to send yeah. them. I had to send them the logo being used, like on the drum head or something. So I do that. I send it in. They uh, they come back with an email today and they tell me, um, hey, bad news. We we had a direct hit. And I go, son of a bitch. And so I thought, let me look at it because if it is the movie, maybe because it's a different category. One's a movie, we're a band. You know, maybe they'll let us slide and you know still put in for it. Yeah. And um, so they didn't put in for the patent stuff, which of course is like three hundred dollars with the patent office fees or whatever. So they didn't put in for it. And they said, go check it out, see what you want to do, and then let us know if you want to stop it or move forward so i go and i look at it and sure enough there, there's a killbillies you know registered to the patent office or whatever so i'm going through and it's like registered through an attorney or something an attorney service and i get and, I, and as i started looking at it, something looked really fishy about it like the attorney service was in florida so then i look at the oh, at the owner name and i click on it and the screen opens up and it says owner name ben childs of tequesta florida you jackass we've already owned the name since 2017 i know but you have to, have to pay money to keep it going don't no you? oh <laughs> no it's like Every twenty-five years or whatever the hell. Oh it hell is. yeah! Okay, well yeah. that's cool. So, Sorry about all that. You already did it. <laughs> oh, nice one. Okay, I do apologize. Yeah, so, anyway, so does that mean we can sue them then? 
Uh, yeah, but it's a bot. Who are you going to sue? Do you think it's just no one? Yeah, but I guess you'll he, never track him. He down. can't keep digging into you'll it. You'll never track it down. It's a hack. I'm going to make sort. it my life's work. <laughs> I mean, so you, you I knew that. that I'd done something a while back. I didn't know that it was like because so Christy you, got a letter. Right. Well, it's under both your names. It's under your name and Christy's Christy. Christy got a letter a while back saying <clears throat> you, you have to through, pay X yeah, amount of money. No, you did it through an attorney. It says that it's still active. It's still live. Oh, she in, must have paid some extra in, money. It's then. in both your name and Christy's name with your Riverside address. Oh, rock and roll. Sorry, yeah. dude. Yeah. No worries, man. No worries, man. Did you pay him any money? Uh, forty nine bucks, but whatever. Oh, okay. Well, but okay. but the um, but I, I emailed them back because I said um, that's for the name. That's what's registered. Uh, is the logo registered? And so they're going to answer me back. If the logo is not registered, then we'll register the logo. I don't think that specific one could be. I think maybe some. Kind well, just of the goat head. I, I don't care because all the right any any of the writing is already trademarked because yeah. you have it the way you have it trademarked is it's not a specific logo. It's the name Killbillies with no specification to font or typeface. So no matter how it's written, it's always trademarked under under oh, you. Dope. But the logo, the goat head, I don't think that's trademarked. So they're going to let me know if that is or not. If it's not, then I'll push forward with that. Yeah, but, okay. Um, just so we have that as well. But anyway, I just thought it was a funny story. It is because I'm, I'm like I'm like scrambling and I'm like, oh god, we got to get this done. We're you know people are stealing our stuff and we got to get this done. And, oh wait, you already did it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but the truth is that Christy did it, which is even more embarrassing because I didn't even do it. My wife did that's it for me. I mean, anyway, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, we, we have Saint Optional with us. We have um, going from uh, over here to over here, left to right. We have Wally, Kristen, and Jesus with us. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you guys How's it going? doing? Yeah, good, man. Um, thanks so much for uh, driving all the way up here. Where, where are you guys from exactly? I'm from Miami. And what about you guys? Uh, we're, we're from Margate. Okay, cool. Where do you guys all practice? Miami. 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 Yeah. Now, how far yeah, is that for you guys to get to Miami? For me, it's like. 55 minutes. Wow. You know, I was in band in Boynton Beach and I live in Sequesta, so that was like a 40, 40 45 minute pr- practice drive. It does get a li- It's not, not too bad. You know, it's only another 10 minutes on top of that. It's, I suppose it depends on the traffic, though. I it? think it depends on whether or not you're tired. Mar- yeah. You're like. Margaret's more north, though, right? More north of Miami? Yeah, it's a little bit west. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, um, how often do you guys practice? Once a week at the minimum. Nice. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, let's go just right to the sort of crux of the matter. How long have you guys been a band? Well, we've had several iterations. One uh, was with different people since about 2012 through like 2016 or 17. Okay. Uh, and then... When you uh, say we, who's the uh, who were original... So uh, Fran is a drummer uh, who found me and right. and or I found him on Craigslist. We're really gotcha. a Craigslist band throughout and even oh, now, nice. you know. Cool. Um, we haven't been murdered. And so <laughs> <That's impressive. laughs> uh, we had a really cool setup with a, a guitar player from Venezuela. And right. then for immigration reasons, he had to go oh, no. back home. So uh. we had a little hiatus and kind of started bringing people back together and uh again it that ended in in hiatus when right, okay. uh things got serious or you know and uh, it, it can be tough yeah it can be Not tough is. yeah yeah so um how long has this version of the band been to one year about it he's he's the newest one yeah i've been here i've been like six months okay yeah. around there yeah cool well that's awesome and glad you, to have you back in the world and you right. still have your drummer is fran still in the band fran is uh he's still 
uh, playing with us, uh, but he is looking at changing jobs up north and okay. and applying out of state. Gotcha. So, so you three are the core of the band right now. Yeah. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, nice one. Um, in terms of the uh, material that you've released, um, when was the first thing? What was the first thing you guys released? Uh, first release was a little home recorded album called uh, Escape to Mexico. Okay. And that That's was cool <laughs> 2017, 2018, you know, when, you know, the wall was big and oh, yeah, things okay. like that. We're, we're not uh, a political band, right. uh, but it sounded like a cool, catchy name. And yeah, sure. uh, so we did it. That was the first. It had 10 songs on it. Um, really like beginner type recordings that, that I thought was the best I could do at the time for for being me, you know. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. Would you would you use at home like what kind of uh, software and stuff? Oh, uh, so I had uh definitely Cubase okay. Uh, okay. with some Waves plugins, had no idea like how to work a compressor mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. And, like you guess Yeah, you're like the EQ for the bass should be bassy and you yeah, know, my yeah, guitar yeah, doesn't yeah. sound bassy enough, so more bass and uh, you're I remember those days, yeah, yeah. I've been there for sure. Bass. Yeah, yeah oh, I remember bass. doing that, like <laughs> EQing a ton of like sub bass into the bass thinking. Yeah. Was how to do it, yeah. And then the the car mix, you know. Yeah. You listen to it in the car, you know, headphones. You're like, yes, and then car. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah, yeah. No, the car mix is crucial, man. The car mix yeah, is, the, a, is the mix, pretty much. Uh, um, yeah, cool. So you've got some releases uh, um, up there on Spotify that I saw. Um, you got um, you got figure it out mine and seven up mm-hmm. there. Did, um, did you release them all at the same time or, or separately? No, we released them separately. So those those were on a random schedule. We just kind of like, all right, cool, let's put it up today. Um, okay, I just kind of went up there randomly. Yeah, nice. No real preparation. Wicked. Well, um, one of them has a lot of listeners actually. I know it's got like. 20,000 listeners on one of those. Hey, it's people awesome. liked it. They liked it. I mean, that's great. Yeah, totally. You know, I'm not yeah, complaining yeah. about numbers. That's Jesus's mom. She's listening to it. Yeah, them. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, my I'm, grandmother. I'm the ground, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice one, Hector. Dark, <laughs> dark joke. Figure, figures. Dark joke. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, all right. Well, cool. So you, um, you're, you're back on the horse. You're releasing new tunes. Where have you recorded the new tunes? At home. At home, no. Yeah. They yeah. sound amazing. So, Thank you. Um, so yeah, sound how are you guys doing it now? So the uh, drum setup was natural acoustic. Um, I didn't want to use any of the uh, program drums. Okay. And, and are you doing the recordings mm-hmm. like, primarily? Right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Natural acoustic drums, wicked. And then in terms of the guitars. Uh, oh, firstly, what software are you, are you on? A Mac or a PC? Or? Definitely a Mac guy. Yeah. Yeah. I got corrupted. Yeah, that kind of happens. I mean, for music, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just the the question of you're going to plug it in and it works. Yeah, and I'm not having to download drivers or Dude, viruses. I, I was just saying to someone yesterday, I was like, literally, the only reason I use a Mac over a PC is because it, it doesn't crash as often. It That's like the only reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about any any other thing. It's a, it doesn't crash as often, and like, there's not like some weird software problem going on. All yeah, the time. and it's all it's all pretty streamlined. And I mean, for us, it works out just because if um we're working at at the band at the band place, and maybe I took pictures or whatever. All right, cool. I get to airdrop it to the computer, edit on the computer, and put it out there. It yeah. just makes everything so much easier. Yeah, totally, man. No, that's awesome. And did you, so you're Logic on there, are you? No, I'm uh, definitely Reaper. Reaper. Girl, I love Reaper. All right, wicked. I've used Reaper. Reaper's great. Yeah, I was actually using it a couple of weeks ago. It's awesome. So um, in terms of like all of your, do you, are you one of these people like me who sort of collects 
million plugins or you kind of lean in that regard? Mm, no, I just um, I look at the plugin, um, I research it, and if it makes sense for me or if it's something that I'm curious about, yeah, I'll pay for it. Um, yeah. But I'm definitely more of the uh, outboard kind of guy. I oh, like, nice. I like getting my hands on the actual compressors. Hell yeah. I just, I just recently have kind of gone in that direction and got a, a couple of they're not like super nice got like an ART one no uh, those are great I mean it, yeah, those yeah, are fantastic it's, it's not it's just I guess what I mean is it's not like some kind of like legendary one but no, it works it doesn't matter because I mean major studios out in California Tennessee wherever you'll, you'll be surprised you find them in there yeah major studios just oh, well, because I've they work a, I've had a lot of fun using it I've replaced the tubes and stuff and mm -hmm. I've, I've had a blast with them yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send mine to a Revive and get it modified eventually oh wicked yeah. is that what you're using as well is it yeah art I got that yeah, wicked, man. Um, all right, cool. That's good to know. Well, um, yeah, because I've got one which is the I've got one that that's like the channel strip one. Oh, okay. That has the preamp, the compressor, and the um, EQ on it. But then I also have just a, a straight like two channel compressor one as well. Yeah, no, I definitely leave the EQ for the uh, in the box, and yeah. then the compression is definitely all hybrid outside of the box. Yeah, nice. Really so it's a, the fact that it's all outside the box, that's wild. Yeah. That's awesome. Because what I generally do, I the what from outside the for the you know the outboard gear, I use the compressor. I guess just sort of like creatively, just to kind of make to get it to where I'd like just like the sound of it, you know. But when it actually comes to how it sits in the mix and stuff, I I mean I quite often compress it again. Yeah. I probably over compress stuff. To be well, I mean I I actually uh, took the time and the money to actually start learning how to actually use it because like Kristen, you know, you start off you know twisting knobs. Alright, cool. Yeah, louder is better. Yeah. Nah. And then when you're listening to it, you hear like, and all that compression just kind of kicking in. Yeah, it takes um, a while to to, yeah. to learn about how compressing and limiting works. Um, Hector just got a limiter for his um, for his bass actually, and we've been we've been kind of figuring out the best way to use that on there because it's not a lot of things in life are uh, sort of what's the word? It limiting. <laughs> I mean, my my vocabulary is limiting limited right now. No, the um, a, a lot of things in life is just sort of like if you if you think about it, you can figure it out. But with with compression, unless you really know what it's doing, it's almost a bit of a dark art. Yeah, you, know? you it really have to sort you of really read about it. it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then have someone, you know, because with with Hector, when he wanted to figure out how to use that stuff, we sat down in front of Logic, and I had the plugin open. I was like, you know, yeah. explaining the threshold and the ratio and all that stuff. Yeah, you know? no. I, I was actually lucky. Um, I was I was when I bought the art compressor. I bought it from a guy named. Uh, I want to say it's Adam Schultz, and if you're watching this, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I just suck with names, but um, yeah, he ran his own studio from his own house up in um, Okeechobee, right? And um, he was kind enough to sit there for an hour and literally explain what I'm going to be looking for, listening for, and he like he sat there, you oh, know, wow. uses awesome. client stuff and actually taught me how to how to kind of use it. Yeah, and nice. From there, you know, just kind of took off and like, all right, cool. I'm gonna learn this thing. Yeah, I have wicked. to learn this thing. No, it makes a big difference for sure. And I do enjoy the outboard stuff. I don't know if you necessarily like straight need it these days. It's more just like a workflow thing. It's like whether you want it one or not. So yeah. it's really hit and miss because there's sometimes where you don't need it, but other times it just kind of adds this like bump in the low end that just kind of like yeah. fattens it up a little bit. I've really been enjoying it for bass and for vocals. That's like like the bass just I've been doing a lot of stuff where I'm just DI'ing my bass through that that um the pro channel tune, you know, just yeah. messing with the using that with for the compression EQ. I'm getting an amazing tone just DI'ing through that. No, as long as you like it, I mean that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately ultimately at the end of the day, that's the truth, isn't it?
If yeah. you like it and it sounds good, it is good. Well, I mean, you're not. Gonna, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, you're not going to please everybody. Yeah, it's impossible to please everybody. So, yeah, as long totally. as you're doing your, you know, the best that you can do, you're good. Yeah, no doubt, man. Absolutely. So, um, then when you've how how are you doing the guitars? Are you using like are you amp uh, micing up amps? And yeah, stuff? on those recordings, I did mic up a what was like a Fender cab or something with a Mesa head. Okay, mm-hmm. good old SM57s. Um, good tip if anybody's doing home recording. Um. They sell a Fredman clip. Uh, free is it free, Friedman, Friedman yeah, or Fredman? Yeah. yeah, one goes straight at the cone. The other one's forty-five degrees off, fifty degrees off. But oh, blend, that's yeah, useful. You, you blend them together, and you get this fat chunky tone. Oh, and it's just set exactly right. Mm-hmm. You just stick it in front. What do, what do you do? You just you, do you like off offset it on the cone? I mean, you could. Um, it's harder to do, you know, with two mic stands. But they sell the clip. You grab your first SM57, stick it in there. Your right. second one slides right in. It's a 3D printed clip. And you just put it straight in front of the cone. Straight, in the straight in front. Interesting. Um, you get like a cheap. Uh, you can use like a Behringer piece of crap um, mixer thing, like a two channel. Um, Start off with the center cone. Make sure you got that nasty, hissy, fizzy sound. Use the uh, second microphone to start rounding it off, and you start going from there. Yeah, cool. That that clip sounds really cool. You know, because when I'm recording guitars, I every every time I mic up an amp, I feel like I do it different. You know, I just yeah, experiment. No, it, it always is. Yeah, always yeah. Is. So it's nice to actually have a thing where it's kind of reliably okay. Well, this is just you know, then you get the same sound. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, that's cool. I'm probably gonna get one of those. You should like right after this right is, after this. He's definitely gonna get one. Of those. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've already got one of those. Yeah, yeah, and every yeah. time you use that technique, just uh, send me some money on Zelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So yeah, and then with the vocals, um. The, 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 I I really love studio gear. That's why I'm being so boring about for studio For sure. No, stuff. no, no. Go for it. What, um, what, what did you record the vocals through? Those I recorded on a Lewitt 440 Pure. Okay. Um. Yeah, Lewitt 440 Pure um, and in tandem with the, uh, and again for the home guys, um, Slate Digital's microphones are actually pretty, pretty fucking good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I've heard about yeah, the, vo- the vocal mic is uh, it's pretty solid. It's very flat. I mean, it sounds like a, it sounds like one of these SM7s. Um, yeah, they're just there. I've I've got a I've got a couple of um, condensers, but I I um, I use I use this like pretty much, pretty much always. Yeah. Like I I I use the SM7 just all the time because. I, I've messed around with other ones, and you know I find them unless you're going to get like um, like a really really nice expensive active active mic. I always find them like to be a bit like crispy. You know? They can be too crispy, and I mean, this kind of goes into philosophy. Do you really want to spend thousands of dollars on your band on your project initially? And if you're operating a home studio, I mean, are, the question becomes: Are you going to record Celine Dion? The other thing is some really enormous, <laughs> you know, some really enormous and incredible acts have have recorded using like fifty eights, like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. The mic, the, the vocal mic was an SM fifty eight. You know, yeah, Chino Marino was uh, what an SM fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, and cupped up all the way. So, I mean, as long as it sounds good to you, I mean, I've heard some really poor man's microphones sound really, really good. Yeah, totally, man. No, no doubt about it. I mean, 
knowing me and the way I am, I'll probably end up getting a super expensive mic at some point. I've got one of those warm audio um, ones at the moment, which is pretty good. That's like a, you know, $800, $900 one, yeah. which is all right. But it's a bit crispy, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it just doesn't fit the bill. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's fine. Totally. Anyway, stop nerding. No, you're <laughs> good, man. I'll sit here all night with it. Yeah, yeah. We can. Um, so uh, why don't we chat to uh, Kristen a little bit. How did, you, uh, how did you find yourself getting into music originally? Oh, man. Uh, so... It was Santa Claus's fault. There was a, I have a sister that's like three years younger, and there was a Christmas where she got a little tiny keyboard, and uh, like I took it over, you know, and uh, you know I had musical grandma, musical grandma's aunt, uh, who eventually became piano teacher, you know, and actually that's that's how they broke to me. Santa Claus doesn't exist. I mean, it does for those who believe. <laughs> he does. But, uh, yeah, my dad pulled me aside. I think I was, like, seven years old. And, and uh, he says, I have some news for you. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, Santa can't bring you the piano. And uh, I was like, what? And he goes, you're getting the piano. It's just that Santa doesn't exist Right, right. And I was like, oh, but I'm getting the piano, you know? That's a funny way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, who cares? I'm getting the piano. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's how I got in. And uh, my grandma's sister taught me how to play, and they tried to get me to uh, really uh, be disciplined, which didn't work. And and then I saw Elton John play a concert, and that was it. So piano is like like the first instrument. Did you, uh, did you, uh, do you feel like it's your main instrument? Oh, n- not really. I think guitar is, and for writing, a guitar, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. When did you pick up a guitar? Guitar uh, was in elementary school, the end, oh, you know. Really? had a lot of friends that were listening to Smashing Pumpkins and Bush and things like you that. Know, it's funny you should say that, because when you the first thing you played on the guitar, the very first thing you played on the guitar was like, oh, it sounds a bit like Smashing Pumpkins. It was me, just, you know, with the... Uh, with the like double stops and just like how you kind of had it like um, in relation to the the E string, it just sounded just like just sounded like the beginning of like 1979 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, uh, oh, she probably likes Smashing Pumpkins. And there you go. I yeah. guess it's the beginning of yeah. It's when your your brain is ready for it when you're that age yeah. and and everything just sticks, you know, and uh, you kind of become a chameleon. So everything that starts coming out of you is what you were absorbing back then. You yeah. Know? And, it, that's the most important time. You know, those early teen years are just, they stay with you forever, you know. Like, I don't know for everyone. I mean, but for most people, I feel like, you know, the music you listen to between the ages of, like, 12 to 16 is just, like, etched on your soul, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. So uh, did you did you ever do anything, like, when you got, like, older, did, at what point did you decide you were going to be in a band and stuff like that? So that was, uh, I actually went to university for one semester for music production and engineering. Oh, cool. And uh, that, that was when it kind of started. And then I thought it was how to be in a studio and how to record, but it was more, you know, after the calculus class. They're oh, like, right. uh, yeah, like acoustics and stuff. This is how to build microphones and design yeah, microphones. Okay. And, and my brain just didn't have at it, you know? So, That's a lot, yeah. Um, that's when I took a more, or let, you know, the message from the parents that was, uh, do something, work hard for it, study it so that you can make the money to survive. And when I realized that, uh, I was not going to be using school to learn how to do music and survive, 
it it became a hobby and then a goal to be in a band and, gotcha. and that stuff. Yeah, nice. And I, I think that the fact that it's in that place in your head is like you know something that something that you love and that you'll do sort of no matter what. Is a you know it's a, it's a good place to have music in terms of your priorities. You know, is you, like every now and again, I I play music for a living, and there was a time ten years ago or so. Where that well a little bit less than that maybe seven eight years ago where where I was like oh no do I like not like music anymore you know oh, like wow. I really had that thought it was terrified me and um I mean I managed to get past it it turns out I was just drinking too much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'll do it that'll do it that'll do it yeah yeah, yeah. but um oh, that's cool though um all right Wally how how did you find yourself getting into music originally uh me it's a bit a bit of a roller coaster because. Where I come from, I'm Dominican, and uh, this type of music is not very popular. Sure. So I grew up, like, not interested in music at all. Right, yeah. And then when I was, like, 15, 16, I met one guy who was listening to Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and all that music, and then yeah. like, I was hooked oh, right cool. there. Yeah. Nice and one. It'll do it, it, you know, that kind yeah, of Yeah, right. It was different, never heard, heard anything like it. Never even, I didn't even speak English at that point. At that right. point, so I don't know. It was something grabbed me there. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, I have a, a a very good friend, uh, Rocky, who who I play a lot of music with. His his, his mother's Dominican, and um and he goes goes over there all the time. But uh, yeah, I I I don't know. But when you said that, it just made me think of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool yeah. guy. He's a good music, local I, musician. I have a lot of friends that are. Um, I, I'm I'm Cuban. I was born here, but I was raised. Um, you know, my parents are Cuban and stuff. Um, and I, I have a lot of uh, of I have a lot of friends from South America and, and you know Colombia and stuff like that. And um, I feel like you know most of them were raised with Spanish music, different yes. type, you know, bachata and all that yeah. stuff. But um, but when they were introduced to American music, it was the the Nirvanas and the Metallicas yeah. and the you know like it's, it was all the heavier and the grunge and the and that kind of stuff. Like it didn't seem like anybody was being introduced to Taylor Swift or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was okay. always well, it was always like good. rock music. You yeah, know? Probably, probably because of the distortion and the so yeah. the music is so different <clears throat> to what we grew up with. That's what probably drive us there. Yeah, the ones who like it. Yeah. It, so. Like in terms of sort of more conventional, traditional Dominican music, just didn't interest you at all. At all before right. before rock, I, I didn't listen to anything. Interesting. I used to like one or two songs, and when I look back, I realized they were not uh, like traditional Dominican music. It was yeah. more like I don't know pop or maybe Spanish rock from another country. Yeah, yeah, okay. different. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. And yeah, and, and that that's how that's we cool, though, man. It's awesome. Um, yeah, just sort of how long have you been playing your instrument? Uh, I would say like twenty, twenty-five years. Oh, oh wow. nice, yeah. long nice. time, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, did you get lessons? No, ever. Like a YouTube university? No, just Figured with friends. Out. Just no, figuring nice. it out with friends. Nice one. There were no tabs back there. Yeah, yeah. No tabs. No, no books. No nothing. Because. Where, where I was, it's there. It's not culture. Yeah. So did you start out? Did you start? I, I'm assuming you started out on acoustic guitar. No, electric. Right electric. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I was. I started listening to the music. I like it, and then, like, a couple of months later, I got to this friend's house, and we find another guy playing the guitar. Yeah. 
and I opened the door and he was playing the music I was listening to. Oh, and sick, I, yeah. yeah, yeah that that was it. That's it. I remember that's the first I time do. I heard that. Someone yeah. someone I knew playing the stuff <clears throat> I liked on guitar. Yeah, it was bewitching, you know. Yeah. Remember the first time you discovered Drop D? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how to play. That's, that's how to learn. That's all we do now. Yeah, yeah. Drop D. The, the moment I discovered Drop D was just like a, a light bulb went off in my head, that's for sure. It was an important day for me. <laughs> <laughs> just a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No doubt, man. Um, with Kilbillies, we play kind of Celtic music and, and bluegrass and stuff, but uh, you know, we're both Hector and I are big rock fans and both play in other projects, like rock projects. I'm in a punk band and a couple of ska punk bands, and, and Hector plays in a, in a, in a rock band. Um, I guess so rock it. band, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a rock band. Yeah, totally. So we're into that, all, all that very much so. Um, before I moved to the U.S., uh, I was in this band called Sonic Boom Six, which is like a, it's like punk and ska, and um, I did that 100% of the time for 10 years when I did a lot of touring and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good times. But uh, yeah, man, since I've been here, just been trying to figure out ways to survive playing music. So far, so good. Got a reaper in my head. Yeah, man. So, um, Wally, do you do anything else other than play music? Well, I have my. Uh, nine to five job. Gotcha. I, yeah. 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 All right. Well, we won't. We won't bother discussing that. Yeah. Those <laughs> so um, we were kind of playing around with sort of uh, talking about this earlier. Um, so every now and again, and I don't I haven't talked about it for a while with anyone, just because um, I don't know. No one. No one's really been interested to talk about it. But um, like, uh, so I stopped drinking three years ago. It was probably one of the most significant things that ever happened in my life because before that there's a lot of uh i was depressed all the time and making terrible decisions all the time and um and and it, the, the effects I had on me since then you know just being sober at gigs and stuff it's just been a totally different experience do you guys have any kind of like what's your journey with like you know booze and drugs at shows if do you have one who's worse it was worse. It was worse. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I was worse. Okay. Uh, so I I um, was a terribly depressed uh, end of teenager, and you yeah. know some of it was out of rebellion, and some of it was out of like this feels good, you know. Sure. And um, you know I lost myself uh, for years. Yeah. Um, until I was in my mid twenties yeah. and I remember saying like, uh, you're about to be like 26, like you're getting really old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would be 26. And, uh, again. Right. it's time to get your life together, you know? Sure. And, it's actually uh, pretty good getting your life together at 26. That's pretty young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you feel, uh, you're so you're so old and you've wasted so much time and you know, you're, you're miserable, right? It was, I'm miserable. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know it, but I am. And, yeah. uh, and I don't understand the potential for improvement and for happiness at sure. that point. You know, yeah. my goal is to make money, uh, really, uh, lie, lie my way out of situations and people being concerned and wanting to help and yeah. trying to tell me there's a problem. And I just want everyone off my back. And uh, I had taken like the seven year college plan, ended up with this graphic design degree that was not 
like worth much to me and um and you know there was this um i i ended up uh getting arrested um and i had no choice because although i wanted to make my life better at going into being 26 um i didn't have a plan for it but the universe had a plan for it instead you know yeah and uh i was uh, in front of this really merciful judge, you know, yeah, yeah. who told me you can make the right decision now and come to me in a month and 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 pee clean, or you cannot do that and you can go to jail for seven years. Sure. And um, you know, for the first time, I was able to like tell the truth. She asked me some really blunt questions with my parents behind me. I can feel those laser eyes, yeah. like, and the shame, and yeah. just, you know, I was like, "This is my chance to turn my life around. Um, this, this is my last chance." You know, because yeah. these things you can get forgiven and stuff, you know, and expunged and all that. And uh, and I took it. And I showed up in that month and I peed clean and, um, you know, did a lot of work on myself through through those programs, you know, and the, they were very much life saving. Um, they they increased my self-awareness. They made me realize that a lot of the misery came from my own flaws, you know, that people are basically just doing the best they can all the time. So I stopped being this victim i stopped being a victim and nice. um got better and with that oh my gosh came like stability house you know so the dream from i dream of moving out you know when i was little when i was messed up my dream was i'm gonna move out of the house yeah i'm gonna probably work at starbucks and that's it yeah you know i'm just gonna like be responsible yeah and you know, you could tell me that I could have an apartment or something like that. You could tell me that I could go get a career that wasn't this graphic design one and do okay in school. Yeah. And uh, you could tell me that, I, like, I'm going to help kids and stuff yeah. at, in my job. And you can tell me that I'm going to have a band and I'm going to have a room where I have a little mini studio and yeah. drums and, like, have fun and... and um, like our potential as, as individuals is awesome. Yeah, you it know? is. No doubt about it. And we are so uh, blessed and we are, you know, so, so in control of ourselves. And like you just learn all these tricks to help you cope with life, you know. Yeah. And you end up happy. Yeah. No, that's you know, the end. I'm really glad I, I brought that up because you said some profound stuff there. Yeah, I don't know. I found it like um, since since stopping drinking the water, the biggest thing that I found is uh, that I have time for things now. My I'm you know by 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 thinking about just how I'm feeling and, and myself less. It's like opened up the world for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know. So yeah, it's it's made a big difference for me. That's for sure. Um, do you have anything to add there, Jesus? Oh uh, no, I mean that was pretty dark. Uh, was pretty <laughs> deep, I, mean, I, don't know, I can't top that. No, yeah. <laughs> no, we've all had our, our runs and run and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you guys practice? Uh, let's take it like a totally different direction. Do, <laughs> do you guys um, do you guys like practice your instruments like um, like as individuals? Like do you sit at home and practice these days? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in terms of like, the reason I ask is because you'd be amazed how many people don't. 
And um, and it is actually kind of interesting to, to hear people's like practice regimens, stuff like that. Like, um, if you were practicing your instrument at home, what you, what kind of thing would you do? So I got into the habit of like throwing on old disco, um, and trying to play along with it, and figuring out. Um, every now and then, I'll put on like some, some pop, top of the chart kind of stuff, and right. um, surprisingly, that girl Tay Tay's in there. Um, I'll sla- you know I'll practice bass to that, try to figure something out. Um, yeah. Because I'm not musically trained, I can't. Um, I can't even tune by ear. Right. So I mean, as long as it sounds good, I think it's good. Well, that's an interesting way to practice. You know, that's definitely good to you. That's definitely a good way to train your ear, play along. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? You pra- you practicing? It, when and if I practice, it's going to be piano uh, gotcha. practice and really try to challenge myself with like hand coordination and songs that I don't currently play and just like try to be able to play um, better by ear uh, Do you have a right on, on the piano. piano. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Some piano, some uh, guitar. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, one of the things that I found with writing on was just great is a like ukulele because you can kind of take it around anywhere, you know. <laughs> so I mean, you do end up selling, writing like a certain type of song if you have a ukulele, but they're super portable and awesome. I, you know, when I've been away on trips and things, I've written a ton of songs on ukulele. I wrote "Get the Devil Off My Back" on ukulele. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I guess it does. I guess the original recording has ukulele on it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, cool. What about you, Wally? Are you still practicing the guitar these days? Uh, well, my 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 regimen is non-existent, but I try to uh, always learn new songs. Sure. From different genres and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. And and solo on on top of like blues, I put the blues station. Yeah. And just let it run and just solo over everything that comes out. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. Just to keep me. You know, loose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 it's, it's blues is good because it's kind of like easy. Yeah. It, when you get the the hang of it. Yeah. But it's it's the best the the best to to learn the solos. Yeah. To learn to to walk. The yeah, song and to play the again without thinking too much. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, to be able to improvise like yeah, I'd be able to be able to. I think something that's very important. I think something that's very important on the guitar when it comes to improvisation and, and, and soloing is almost being able to play like you're singing it, to be able to, to, to yeah. know the note that you're trying to play, yeah. not just kind of pressing something down and hoping for the best, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's that particularly important to play loads of notes in a solo, but you want to actually be saying what you want to be, you, you know, you want to be saying what you want to say, you know, like, like you were saying it to someone like you're speaking you know yeah so i feel like the closest you can get to the, the closer you can get to that the better really you know mm-hmm. that's my kind of my goal anyway i don't say i'm exactly all the way there but you know because <laughs> i hope when i <laughs> when i hear something that i want to play i hope i get there and if not i like kurt cobain it <laughs> you know bend bend it or drop and then bend yeah there you yeah. go <laughs> All right, I think it's probably a good opportunity for us to hear you guys play something. So uh, why don't we um, have you play us a couple of songs and then we'll come back and chat some more. Okay. No, sounds great. Ready? No, Ready? I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. 
Music is happy to announce our partnership with the third annual Punk Rock Flea Market to hit Fort Pierce. Starting at noon on December 2nd, don't miss the event that's packed with a variety of independent vendors, artists, unique small businesses, and awesome food and drink, all at a family-friendly event. Featuring music by Dial Drive, FWA, The Problem Addicts, Human Error, Colorblind Dinosaur and Constant Throw. Hosted at Tipsy Tiki, this local outdoor venue has undergone a makeover with the same owners as Fort Pierce Cider Works. Bands will blow you away with some great music on their newly renovated stage. So come out and support local music. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel uh, 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 nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh 
Yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio-visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. All right, so we just listened to an ad for Live Music Community, um, which is where we're sitting right now, and it is a school, so it's a great opportunity to um, ask you guys if you have any advice for upcoming musicians, young musicians. Yeah. Um, And this kind of goes not only for the musicians, but like as fans and people just listening in general, we have got to change our culture in this goddamn country. Um, (laughs) We have become so lazy. Yeah. So as a musician, um, don't look for excuses. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of bands that like they're really great, really fucking talented. Um, they just they could be the next big thing, but they hit a few you know speed bumps here and there. They slow down. They lose a little bit of the momentum, and then they quit. Yeah. And it's like don't do that. Yeah. So totally. you have to look at these these fucked up moments as the test yep and you have to come out on top of that shit and yeah, then man. keep pushing yep so that's the biggest thing yeah I love that tenacity is not the most important quality a musician can have yeah. just keep I at mean, it no one's gonna I mean I wish and you know we used to joke around you know with my friends and stuff it's not like Sony's gonna come knock on a door and offer us a record deal you gotta yep. earn that shit yep um, if you wanna go down that road other, other than that DIY like um there's a lot of good resources out there. There's no excuse why you shouldn't be out there doing something. You don't have to be the next Metallica or Wrench Sevenfold or anything major. But yeah. there are people who are making a living doing this. Yeah. So what is your excuse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why the fuck aren't you doing yeah. it? Yeah, exactly, man. You just gotta stick it out. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And you know, the, the 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 last person at the table gets to eat. You know, you just gotta exactly. be there and just yeah. keep going. Because I mean, it is what it is. You yeah. know, and you know merits don't mean shit it's the actions that you take for tomorrow yeah so yeah well said man it's a you know and and something that i think is important to kind of 
with that in mind, like that, you know, it goes along with what you're saying is that um, it, if you if you're working hard at it nonstop, do you have to find a way that that is part of what you enjoy about it? <laughs> because because like the life is about like the journey of yeah. life. You know, and so if you're not enjoying building this thing up and a bit, or, or at least enjoying it in some way, then then you know maybe you shouldn't shouldn't really be doing it. You Just, know, because like, well, even like the mundane things of you know practicing and and driving here and there and going on tour and things like that and and, and the, the struggle of it. Um, I don't know. I found I found at this point that you know that's really the part I enjoy about it all. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I actually take a little a little pride and a little bit like you said enjoyment in the shit moments yeah that's the yeah. weird thing mm-hmm. um yeah totally yeah i find it odd but um yeah <laughs> no, i mean same if, way, man. you know if you don't if you're not into it if this is not something that you're like see yourself quitting your job um making those necessary evil sacrifices you know yeah find something else yeah. um but if this is your thing this is where you want to be just know that there are going to be a lot of sacrifices and investments yeah in yourself in other things and just it's really time and and i think that the you know is the big one and um people can underestimate you know how how much time you have to spend doing this stuff you yeah. know, to get yeah. it done how badly do you want it yeah exactly you know? so just it's a give and take kind of thing um yeah good and evil kind of stuff yeah it's funny i saw a movie the other day and uh it was these two friends were were about to go somewhere i don't know something like they were taking a trip like across europe or something and they were climbing into a car together and uh, and the one friend was asking the other one like well, where are we going and then the first friend said uh, the journey is the destination and that's yeah. kind of what you're saying you exactly know? like you know it doesn't matter where you're going it just enjoy the ride and then when you get there great yeah <laughs> you know and, and and it's something that um you know my friend Barney used to say this a lot he there's no there is no destination in the sense that like. You know, even if you end up like making loads of money and stuff like that, you still have to get up the next day. And what are you going to do that day? The Mm -hmm. same thing. You know what I mean? So so it's like the job of it never actually changes. Right, right, right. Yeah, like again, the journey is the destination. There's no actual destination. Right, exactly. Well, music's always changing too. It's like this isn't a fucking video game. You know, there's something new. Yeah. I mean, five years ago, we weren't really thinking about spirit boxing. Yeah. Dude, they're awesome. Yeah, totally. So it's like, you know, there's always something new out there. No doubt about it, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Kristen, you got any? any... Uh, I would say uh, you're never too old. And what I mean by that is I am talking to you, 15-year-old, who thinks it's too late because mm-hmm. you didn't learn or your parents told you you did a bad job in school or whatever and you just don't have the skills. It is not too late, you know. And yeah. th- that's the 18-year-old that for sure I'm not going to be cool anymore because next year I'm 19 and that's way too old. Because yeah. that, that's that's the voice in your head. So ignore the critical yeah. voice in your head and then uh, do not take criticism from anybody you wouldn't get advice from. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. That's true. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Because the funny thing about artistic types like us is 50 people will say nice things about something and then one person will say something to me. It's the only thing you yeah. can hear. Yeah, yeah. And it's always a motherfucker that has no talent. They're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, man, you got to stop, you know, get something serious going on. Exactly. Oh, shut the fuck up. What about you, boy? You got any advice for upcoming musicians? Uh, yeah, all that um, aside the uh, art, and the, the lawyer music and all that, that's perfect. But one thing that nobody, like, 
I never heard anybody say is take care of the business size of the yeah, music. You know, yeah. Nobody tells you that. Yeah. I just find that out with these guys now. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, you, you have to take care of that. You have to register your band. You have to re register yourself as yeah. a musician. Yeah. You know all that yeah. is like important. It's not all that stuff. everything, but it's a, a small part. No, you're right. The business really side of it gets neglected. We've I, I did a, a thing with some kids recently here a couple of weeks ago where we talked a bunch about that, and it's something that I neglected when I was younger too. You know, I'm, I I only got all my stuff with that together relatively recently, if I'm honest with you. you know. But um, so trademark your band. Yeah, yes. yeah. Twice. Trademark your band Twice. in 2017 and forget about and it, and then forget yeah. about it, and then do it, and then do it again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. So, um, what were the songs you guys played about? <clears throat> Oh, so um, <laughs> people. people is uh, it's really also uh, addiction and getting getting better from that yeah. and uh, staying true to yourself. There's one line that, that you, maybe there's one line that you can understand in that song, you know, um, is paying attention to consequences and being mindful of consequences before you do things. Um, that's where that came from. Right. And then uh, Old English is about uh, the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kim, Kim specifically. <laughs> really so funny. if you see us, you know, just know Kim K. <laughs> and if you don't see us, she had us murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Kim K. We're going to go the way of Kanye. <laughs> so we've, we've, got, we've got a couple of pictures up here um, of, of some of your gear. So why don't we take a look? What's the first one? So, oh, yeah. Okay, tell us about this. What, is, what have we got here? This is Bertha. That's the backbreaker. That yeah. will blow your back out. You know, <laughs> not, not a fun way to do it. <laughs> so when when we met uh, Jay, uh, he brought this Behringer X32 yeah. rack uh, mixer. Um, and he had this plan for in-ear monitors, nice. and it came in a case that probably weighed more than 200 pounds. It was probably, wow. it's about this tall and oh one of those word. big double wooden reinforced on wheels. Yeah, I got you. We called her shit. Bertha, and we downsized her but too much, and then we upsized her to this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So th 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 is this one an X32 or an X18? X18. Yeah, that's the one we got, the yeah. XR18, yeah, yeah. And we use the in-ears and one of those too, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, lucky for us, Wally's been, like, super technically gifted and, like, he was born with, like, oh, wires CD. soldering in his hand. You're right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's really changed up from what originally I thought uh, in-ear system was supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, he's getting this thing ready for MIDI. I mean, things that I didn't even know nice. we can even think about doing and so much more compact, it's lighter. I'm happy with it. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, man. And then um, the other thing, very interesting that you've got a picture of, it uh, looks like a guitar being uh, built. What's going on here? Yeah, so this is a generic kit model of Gibson's DG335. Right. Um, that uh, Foo Fighters and, and Dave Grohl are such an inspiration for what a band um, the energy a band should give you yeah. uh, when you perform live. And uh, I, I used to think those ES-335s in any form with those little curly F-holes were so stupid. <laughs> and then I saw these diamond F-holes, oh, and go. I was like, holy crap. And uh, I, I got... Have, I have a guitar a bit like this. I've got a heritage that's like pretty similar to, you know, it's that body shape. Is, yeah. it, still, yeah. is it still an F-hole, though, if it's not shaped like an F? 
That's a good question. I diamond don't hole. I don't know. Is it it's a, just di- a hole? Is it a diamond I, hole? I think I don't think you can call him a D hole. We stopped talking about I mean, you could, but that'd be a little awkward. And so yeah, those are. You know, on Reverb, the gold ones are like six to nine thousand dollars. The yeah. blue ones are twenty, fourteen, whatever. And so I was like, I'm gonna make my own. Hell yeah! And uh, I took this kit. I've already made a couple of my own. Wow! Um, Industrious. With, with yeah, but uh, this one specifically, I put all these good, cool juju messages underneath, like nice. uh, you know, uh, maybe song quotes, maybe just do it. You know. A, maybe a poop emoji uh, and a bunch of things, you know, and maybe family members who passed and stuff. Oh, so it's just that. like a good juju guitar. So you can really make magic, but it's like a, like, like a wizard's stuff yeah. at this point. And I was like, let me paint it, you know? So I was like, yeah. let me paint it orange and it ran out of orange spray paint. So, <laughs> and then I painted it blue. And so, you know, the, it's a matte finish after all. And, yeah. uh, it's got cool, uh, cool uh, what is it they're clue no they're they're good tune i forgot what look it's right there no those are grover yeah they've got the grover tuners nice and then i have tom anderson pickups in them um like perfect circle runs uh their les pauls and stuff and it sounds really cool nice one and i always um, wanted to make like a guitar i started when i was a teenager and i didn't finish the damn thing and i i i want to do it so bad you've inspired me a little bit to to get on that one is is this the one you have somebody painting right now or you have a different one that's painting uh no i don't i don't uh have oh oh that that one okay so no that was my acoustic (laughs) that's why i didn't have an acoustic today one of our patients uh has been in the hospital for a long time and i was just like look man please spend the day paint paint my guitar i'll get it at four o'clock i'll drive up and then i'll bring it back to you tomorrow you can keep painting it and then i went there like 5 30 and he had just started, and uh, like half okay. of it is painted wet paint, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny." Well, it's very nice of you, you know, giving guitar to paint, and you know, that's cool. Is he gonna what? What? What color is he painting it? Well, he started painting. I don't know what he's gonna do with it. He's painting a base color of white, and then he was gonna wait for it to dry and whatever he wants, like. Interesting. That's oh, like go for it. Here's Colorful, it dark that's letters. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, you guys have got a gig coming up, right? On the 21st? Yes. Uh, the, uh, December 21st, right? December 21st. In, yes. Sandbox. Sandbox in North Miami. Yeah. Um, who, who are you guys playing with? We are going to be playing with uh, Out of the Ashes and uh, Stereo Jewel. Cool. Nice, nice. one. Um, yeah, wicked. Uh, like, Where can people find out more about that show? Have you guys got socials and all that stuff? Yeah. Of course. So our main page is what? Instagram at St. Optional. Duh. Um, yeah. Facebook as well. Facebook is a st dot optional. Okay, and that's the only Where thing. Where did the name different. come from? I'm just I gotta ask that real quick. All right, we get so there's there's stories about New Orleans left and right, but um, yeah, we were um we were influenced. We got lost. Um, we actually had a conversation with uh, Lou Playa, um, the founder of uh, Reverb Nation, and he was pretty straightforward and said, "Hey, look, dude, um, yeah, you guys got to change the name." And, you know, he, he went on this tirade, on, and it all made sense. So we're like, we're, we're lost in uh, New Orleans. We don't know where we're at. We don't know how to get back to hotels. Um, Kristen saw a street sign that said St. something. St. Anne. St. Anne. Right. Why don't we call it St. Optional? 
Yeah. You know what, bro? I don't care. I just need to get back to the hotel. So that's, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Well, the fact that it's from New Orleans is cool, too. There's a nice memory that you yeah. think of every time you think, say the name. No, I was great down there, too. And St. Optional is a very unusual name. Super. I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't mean that in a bad way. You know, yeah. It's a very unusual name in the sense that when you hear it, you, you're unlikely to forget it. Yeah, you're going to remember yeah, it. Because sure. yeah. yeah. Optional, we'd have people calling us Optimal or, you know, they right, just yeah, that yeah. wouldn't stick. And I was like, you need a one-word band name. And uh, no, you don't want a one word band name anymore. Yeah. These days it doesn't fit. Maybe they we say. need to be St. Kilbillies. In all fairness, we played a show. Um, it was show, I you know, say it in quotes. It was uh, We were up in Knoxville and we were doing a radio show. And so um, we were playing live in this like studio thing. And it was, you know, like a radio thing we were doing. And. They had asked us for all of our socials and everything on a, this piece of paper. It was a form we had to fill out and whatever. And, and so everything was right there in black and white, right in front of the host. And she, oh, our yeah. website is killbillies.net. And she kept saying every time, every like every two or three songs, she would be like, and remember, you can find these guys at thekillbillies.net. And we're like, yeah. we're not the killbillies. She said it so just many times. Ca- and then I corrected her a couple of times. And she still kept and saying it. And she still kept heart. saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a, actually a good story because then Hector ended up buying the domain. As name soon as we were done, these guys started packing everything up. And about five minutes into packing up, I'm on my phone. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like... Okay, so we own the killbillies.net, uh, nice. and it's, and it's <laughs> redirected to killbillies.net. Yeah. They're like, you just did that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah. how many optional domains we have, but we have quite a few. Oh, so. uh, you have to, man. Yeah. You have to. You're you're not, not, you're not, we're not getting not. fucked, so. Yeah, 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 you have to, man. For my art business, I have, like, probably 15 different art, like, relatable words to what I do that are all websites that are all redirected to my main website. You have to. I mean, yeah, it's totally. the only way to create that traffic. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, he has a Cuban guy from West Palm Beach with a beard who's an artist. Dot com. com. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good looking Cuban guy uh, with a beard from West Palm Beach. Dot com. Yeah, you got to get it right, man. You got to get it right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're playing um, on Friday the 1st. We are playing um, at Mega Malley's up in we Melbourne. We are, and I love that place. And then um, we can't say where we're playing first on Saturday. No. Um, but second. It is private. Yeah. The second, and it's, pri- and it's, it's secret. Secret. Um, and then um, on, uh, but then in the evening at seven, we're playing um, at Our Lady Queen of the Apostles Church in Wellington. They're having some kind of festival thing. Like a Christmas festival or something? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. I've got no idea what it's going to be like, but we've never been out there, but it sounds like it'll be a blast. Uh, yeah. You ever find out? Yeah. Never yeah, played at a church before, so yeah, we'll see fun, how man. that goes. Don't curse and say you know Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I know Saint Optional. Yeah. There you go. And Sunday you're playing uh, somewhere. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, Guanabanas. Guanabanas. Playing there from three to six. They've started doing those a bit earlier. So if you're planning on coming to see me play at um, Guanabanas, Guanabanas, whatever, it is. Um, Guanabanas. It is. Uh, it starts <laughs> at. Uh, Starts at three now instead of four. That's all. all right. But um, listen, guys, thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you for having it was us. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, thank yeah. You. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, but anyone who's listened this far to the podcast probably knows how to find us. You know, it's um, 561music.com. All the socials are uh, uh, 561music podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, if you know if you go to the uh, to the website and you pull up uh, the podcast, um, if, if you pull up this episode, or if you find us on YouTube and pull up this episode, it'll have all of uh, Saint Optional's uh, uh, social medias and website and emails and private phone numbers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Wedding pictures. Yeah, everything. It's all social. There. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. it's all, there. Yeah. all right, brilliant. Yeah. I'll see you awesome. later, guys. Peace yeah. out. Bye.